get sales lessons from experts and entrepreneurs. Go out there and be the spokesperson and the representative for the brand. On how you can bring your A game in selling. Making sales requires putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. To start and scale your business. We need to negotiate for what we deserve. This is Ace the Sales podcast and here's your host Roshni Burronia. Welcome 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 to yet another episode of Ace the Sales which is the knowledge hub that's here to help you bring your most authentic and influential self to each sales conversation. And one of the things that brings utmost confidence in your sales talk is having clarity about where you are headed in your business. getting the vision the bigger purpose higher goals in place so that when you talk about your products program or service to your prospects you do it with utmost confidence so on today's episode i have with me avneet kohli who helps entrepreneurs set their goals and business vision she is a multifaceted personality who is an award winning mc and image consultant a startup mentor and a vision in communications coach But before I bring her on a quick reminder to follow Ace the Sales on your podcast listening app because when you do that it helps us take this podcast and these valuable conversations to many more entrepreneurs just like yourself so do it right away and let's roll it with our guest for the day Hello Evneet so happy to have you on Ace the Sales podcast welcome to our show Thank you Roshni thank you so much for having me here it's amazing to see what you're doing so it's my pleasure to contribute oh thank you so much and please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself avneet so roshni where do i begin oh my god <laughs> i'm a vision and a communication coach what i essentially do is i work with early stage entrepreneurs and help them actualize their life vision and communicate with impact a lot of my work when it comes to entrepreneurs ranges across helping them build on a you know life and a business vision incorporating growth strategies incorporating well-being into their work and ultimately also how do they communicate their personal story their brand story how do they put themselves out there with confidence and yeah so that's essentially what i do but my roots i'm a punjabi girl my roots hail in Abu Dhabi so i am born and brought up there born to a sikh family started out um, you know on my career journey with absolutely no sense of direction of what i wanted my life to be like i was following my mom's vision for my life which was get married at 22 have two kids have a perfect family photo have a bank job so you can have a half day you know make decent money and have a family life but it was you know as luck would have it i fought with her went to bombay landed a career in media by chance started out as a you know self employed solopreneur and that journey has been a tumultuous one taking me through various ups and downs but today i still work on a very lean team but i'm i'm really blessed to get to a place to work with many more ambitious minds like myself who you know could be stuck at different points in their business journey awesome awesome that sounds really exciting and business visioning is something which actually helps 
serve as a goalpost, as a light pole for business entrepreneurs. I am excited to talk about that with you. But before we get there, a little light-hearted conversation, which we call BTS on ATS, which is behind the scenes on Ace the Sales, and. Uh, we just want to know a little bit about the other side of Avneeth, which is not very evident or out there on social media or public life. So are you ready to talk about that? Okay, let's let's see which which secrets you end up unveiling. So we're looking forward. So tell us one thing that we won't find or know from your social media profile or website or anywhere else. That I am a sucker for chocolate and I can't handle insects. So if you if I see a cockroach, I'll be running in the opposite direction. So yeah, that is something uh, about me. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Tell us one silly habit that you have which drives people around you crazy. What drives my husband crazy is when I don't stop working beyond 7 p.m. I mean, this has been a conscious commitment to myself that I need to cut off work at 7 p.m. at the max. But when I don't, I mean, of late, I recently launched a product and it's been hard to press hard stop at 7. So that drives him mad because then we'll eat late, sleep late and then, you know, the entire cycle. Being overcommitted to our work also is a problem for others. Yeah. Not for us, but for others. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you are in Abu Dhabi, right? So, tell us your favourite place from the city. Oh, so, there's this very cute bakery over here. It's an Arabic bakery. It's called Al Sultan Bakeries. And like how we have pizza, if they do something like an Arabic pizza, it's called Manakish. So it's literally bread, cheese and zaatar, which are like herbs in sesame. They do like a nice blend of it. And that's like my comfort food. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And last fun question. Describe yourself in three words. I would say sincere, loving and giving. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Love that. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing all of that, uh, Avneet. And let's get started now with a little bit of deep diving into your zone of genius, which is business visioning. So let's begin with getting a little bit clarity around goal setting and business visioning. What is the true relevance of having a lofty business vision or should I say the benefits of having a vision for your business? You know, Roshni, this question uh, can be answered in multiple layers. But considering that your audience is women entrepreneurs, even before having a vision, right, what I, I often see when I work with entrepreneurs is they don't quite think through some of the basic questions that you need to answer before you think of pursuing a business also, right? So very often I have seen women who will just take up something that they are passionate about and start doing things in and around it without really gauging what is the possibility for whatever they're doing, a product or a service, right? Now this might vary again for a product and a service business, but one of the first questions that I work, I mean, when I talk to female entrepreneurs, I ask them is, have you analyzed the need and the potential for what you're offering first, whilst you start out in, because you can only have a thriving business 
if number one, there is a need for what you are selling. And number two, if not a need and you want to create a, you know, it's something unique, it's something innovative. It is about the potential of that becoming something. Now, basis this, when you layer your business on these two foundations, and then you envision a business, you know, you've got the fundamental sorted. Because let's say today I pick up a product which is in an overcluttered category, no matter how much I envision for my business, because it's such a competitive space or it's not a need or it's not, it does not have a certain beyond a point, it cannot grow, then what you're doing is dreaming. But what I essentially tell entrepreneurs is think of your vision as a direction in which you want to walk versus a target. So I hear you saying that there is a difference between having a dream for your business and a vision for your business. So can you help us understand a little bit more clarity as to what this difference is between dream and a vision? When we think of a dream, what we're thinking about is something that is loosely drawn together. It's vague, it's lucid, it lacks structure. Whereas when we talk about a vision, what we are saying, I mean, even if you refer to just the word, right? Like we would often say that, for example, some business leader is a visionary or this person was ahead of his time. He had a great vision for whatever the nation, for example. What do we mean by that is they were able to see things ahead of time. They were able to see things which the naked eye could not see. They were able to see opportunity which may not be very candidly available, right? But if we were to apply this in the case of an entrepreneur, what we are talking about is having a horizon, which is a sense of direction, having a horizon of what we're really aspiring for, and then systematically putting a plan to it, having a structure to how we want to go about achieving it. So a dream and a vision, you look at it, I like entrepreneurs to look at it as a vision having structure, having a plan, having a direction, but not mistaking it for being a target. Interesting. Interesting. Before we go into talking about that uh, structure and the roadmap, I also feel that uh, sometimes the vision per se for the business becomes so lofty and uh, so far-fetched that uh, sometimes it gives you the feeling of that, hey, it is a vision, but Will I be the person who is going to achieve it? So what's your approach to developing a business vision, which is achievable? Or do you define vision as something which is very high up in the air? It is just a goalpost or a guiding light for you, but you may or may not reach there or achieve it. See, there's a classic age-old saying, which is you aim for the moon, you'll fall on the tree. You aim for the tree, you'll land somewhere, right? I'm not the right person to answer whether should you overshoot what you're thinking in such a lofty way that you land somewhere. I mean, that's one way to approach life. But the way I look at it, and especially like I run a lot of workshops on visioning, right? And what we tend to do, the first is, I think, especially where women, right, where they go wrong, per se, I could say, they do not let the mind ruminate and wander about the infinite possibility of something, right? When I take people through these sessions, the first thing I like people to go through is to ruminate on the endless possibility for what is possible for them and their business. 
the mistake a lot of people make is first only because of their individual you know limiting beliefs or their individual you know resources or their circumstances first they cannot even think large for themselves because they you know start uh, putting themselves in small boxes and uh, from that limited mindset and that limited perspective is very hard to even have a larger than life vision again we don't want to i want to reiterate the fact that having a vision is different from having a dream a dream is lucid it's vague whereas a vision is well planned focused strategized in a particular direction so the question is how do we find that direction right what i do in my sessions i'm just sharing with you a little activity that i take people through the first is i ask participants to put down to freely ruminate on whatever is possible right let's say today for example i am coming up with a food brand right a snack brand so i ask them to just without you know scrutinizing that and cutting down shooting down their own idea to put down all the possible ideas that come to their mind regarding their product so for example people would you know say something like oh my my food product could you know retail in reliance big it could be amazon's you know most wanted product it could be endorsed by shahrukh khan it could be every gym is dying to have you know my food healthy food so whatever is possible the first thing is to let the mind loose to even imagine the challenge becomes us shooting down our own imagination from our limiting mindset so i think that is the first hurdle to come over and then when you get into the strategic you know this was the creative thinking side of things the imaginative side of thinking once and then when we get on to the strategic thinking side of things i tend to take people through some questions you know for example there would for each of those ideas i would ask them what is the possibility for this right such a beautiful question to ask yourself which is what is the possibility for this so people who have different business ideas there are some entrepreneurs who are developing different product ranges also right they could be doing nuts and spices and gourmet and when they ask themselves this question what is the possibility for this they are forced to funnel their mind into gauging that particular opportunity on different parameters they may have to think of the scale they may have to think about the need and potential they might have to think about the money that can be made from that product range they might have to think about the amount of emotional and you know uh, effort or marketing spends so there are so many different parameters which they can then evaluate where to direct their focus right and ultimately whatever you the idea of having a vision is having boiling it down to having a focus because only with that is where you are able to build towards a larger vision hey there hope you've been loving the episode so far just wanted to take a moment to invite you to ace the sales club which is a tribe of women small business owners who dream dare and do amazing stuff if that's you which i'm sure you are Just sign up for it from the link given in show notes as every month we share with you tools and resources that can save you time, save you money or help you make more money as a solopreneur.
So sign up for the club from the link given in show notes. And now back to the episode. Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, totally agree to it that uh, once you have that vision and then you start working backwards from it to actually get down to the level of what's my action that I have to take today, that is the strategic planning which starts from the creative visualization like you said. I also want to touch upon that in this entire scheme of setting goals and visioning for your business, we also need to account for our personal spaces because uh, I don't find it right to compartmentalize our personal life and business life, uh, not only because we are women entrepreneurs, but also as an individual, it is very important to have that uh, mind space and a space for health, for well-being, and which you also touched upon earlier in your introduction as well, that uh, well-being is a very important aspect of this visioning and creation of the business. So, when you are doing this planning work and the creative visualization and the strategic work, how do you make sure that you are looking at both the worlds uh, in a harmonious way, the personal space and your business life? So one thing that you beautifully said, Roshni, is that you cannot compartmentalize life in two buckets. I often tell people that life is a wheel and it's not just even personal and professional, but broadly life has five verticals or five pillars, right? One is our family and relationships. Second would be our career and our finances. Third would be, let's say, our health, you know, mental and physical health. Fourth would be our personal growth. And fifth would be fun and rejuvenation. If you look into a lot of, you know, psychology-oriented studies, they call this the wheel of life. This is also a coaching tool that we use to help people strategize life and not just business, right? Uh, and especially with women entrepreneurs, I mean, this is a mandatory exercise that I do because they wear hats in all these areas. They are very often the spine of the house. And if they they cannot just, I mean, very, very lots of love and due respect to the men. And if it isn't for them, you know, many women may not even be able to give their, you know, new business a shot. So we can't discount that, but just with the kind of society and conditioning that we've had at the same time, women are expected to look into a lot of the other aspects like family management, right? So for this particular person, being able to strike a balance, number one, starts with them being in a good state, okay? And there are multiple ways to get there. If people can take just one thing away from this our conversation today, right? If they want to be a successful entrepreneur, they want to sell, they want to do well in their life. The one thing that I'd want them to take away is to promise themselves to feel good, to find a way to feel good, because multiple studies have proven, right? I don't know if your audience may have heard of like gurus like Tony Robbins or you know, Sadhguru, and so many people, you think of them, Oprah Winfrey, you, the baseline of whatever they talk about, right, of success is feeling good. Why? Because only when you are in a good physical and emotional state is when you're able to, to think properly, 
today if your health is not in place is it easy for you to go and smash your goals and go and do everything no it's not similarly with your mental health right if today you have been having massive mood swings and you know you're dealing with a lot of overwhelm and anxiety is very hard for you to have a good you know sense of discrimination and take proper decisions at that time and whatever you must have noticed that uh, when whichever decisions that you take without a sense of calm those decisions you often regret because you're reactive rather than you know being uh, strategic even with those decisions true true i totally agree with that because if one quadrant of your life is going haywire it's very difficult to focus on any other quadrant so like physical emotional mental spiritual all have to be in tandem in harmony playing like a beautiful symphony and that's a constant act that any entrepreneur any individual needs to do because there's just so much on their platter and i'm sure this balancing act is something that you too are doing in your business and in your life because you do coaching you do image consulting you also are a startup mentor earlier you've been an mc so how do you personally strike this balance between both the worlds and what's your mantra for staying calm see more than calm right the way i look at it is it's about getting into the right state and there's a beautiful saying which is your state determines your fate so my mantra to that would be first up in the morning when i wake up uh, would be to put myself in the right emotional state i would do a combination of different things one could be exercise even if it's 15 minutes i make it a point to at least stretch do some exercise so that i can get my blood circulation moving for the day that's something that i try and you know as much as possible 9 out of 10 times i try not to miss it on a physiological level i would start my day with eating nuts and not staying hungry i don't believe in intermittent and all of that rubbish i think it's very necessary for your body to start with fats good fats first in the day so i would do that to nudge my digestion drink my jeera water and all of those you know basic simple habits to start my day right because the minute you start your day right you are in control of your day versus getting swayed by this is happening then you're running there that is happening then you're running there so having a morning routine puts you in the right headspace and the right emotional state i i love visualization and i love meditation so i mean of late my life hasn't allowed the time to dedicate to that because i'm i'm just clustered with a lot of thoughts myself with the number of things that i'm doing but on days that where life permits i would make it a point to spend at least 10 minutes with meditation or focusing on my breath and the minute i am in a good i would also if i can't that day you know meditate what i would do is remind myself of all the positive memories in my life you know again reminding yourself of all those positive things again has an impact on your physiological as well as your psychological well-being and we need to understand that all these things work in tandem work and life are not boxes they are a you know a wheel as i mentioned and similarly the mind body connection so if for you to feel good you'll have to take a physiological approach as well as a psychological approach to tap into the right emotional state and then proceed with whatever else you need to do 
That's so interesting that you've put it that way, that you have to tap into the physiological as well as psychological aspects of your being and staying aware what you are doing and what you are headed to in that particular day. Because if you've got your morning hour right, by just doing a small act like just waking up with a smile, I think that sets the right tone for the entire day. So let's take a little bit of segue here to our conversation, Avneet. And uh, uh, I know you are co-founder of Incubay and uh, you are a startup mentor and uh, you work with a lot of women entrepreneurs uh, through Incubay platform, which gives mentoring, networking, fundraising assistance to women business owners. So what has been your observation around do women struggle with selling? And if so, why? Beautiful question, Roshni. Yes, women struggle with selling and multiple reasons, right? Okay, firstly, I'm not the co-founder at NQB. I'm the partner at NQB. So I lead operations and, you know, I lead the business for them in the Middle East. And of course, uh, also in India, but a lot of my focus would be in and around the Middle East. So when I work with women of different nationalities, right, I work with a lot of, majority of my clients are, of the women I deal with are Indian and even other nationalities now in the Middle East that I engage with. What I find is a common pattern, especially when it comes to selling, is again, it's a multi-layered challenge that comes out, right? Number one is not having clarity on what exactly are they selling, right? Especially if it is a service-oriented business or if it is women don't know exactly what are they selling if they know what they are selling they do they're not equipped with knowing what is the right language to use or the right positioning to use in order for that to be i mean for you it might be very interesting that you're doing this out of passion out of love out of your personal story but someone who's got to pay money for it maybe it needs to be positioned in a different way And then I see women who have a whole different problem, which is of confidence, right? Which is of them having confidence in themselves. How do I ask? You know, how do I sell? How do I, uh, you know, selling is not for me. I'm okay with operations, but selling is not for me. And that stems from two layers, right? One is not having confidence in the product. And second is not having confidence in themselves. So a lot of my work is also around working with these women on their mindset, right? Which is how do they build those layers of confidence in order to have faith in their product, have faith in themselves in order to be able to persuade somebody to pay a value for that. Absolutely. I think you've uh, hit the nail on the head by saying that, yes, many a times we do start off the business, we do land up articulating that, yes, this is the product or the service we are selling, but we don't really know what the value it holds for the buyer. And until unless we are able to put that in place, we are not confident about whether it's going to sell or not. So that's a very, very important problem. But uh, what's your take on how can women or any business owner can actually get around identifying what are they actually selling? Is because I think it's more to do with the emotional aspect that is attached to any product or the service that one has in hand. But what, according to you, uh, adds to it? So the first thing I would encourage women right to understand this is another challenge that I observe with women is 
they don't put their thoughts onto paper everything is thought through in the head and they don't have a business plan and when they think of the year the two words business plan automatically you start stressing about a very complicated format and a very complicated you know maybe something that is very difficult to put together but today i mean there are several templates online there are several things that you can do i i encourage women to not mistake a brand profile for a business plan and a business plan is not difficult to create uh, you can just go and look up business model canvas this is literally a visual tool that women can use to attain clarity on what exactly are they selling right that's your question to me the minute they go through this when they put their ideas out of head onto paper they are able to identify different building blocks of what makes that a business right so this is another key tool that i use as a part of when i work with entrepreneurs but the minute they put things out of their head onto paper they are able to look at it as a business versus just a passion project in their head true true and i think rightly you said when you talk about business plan people like go into a uh, shiver or they just uh, go back into their cocoons thinking oh this is for some startup fundraising but it is not for any investor out there but it is only for yourself to have that plan and the roadmap as to what you will do next in your business it it doesn't matter if you are showing that business plan to anyone else or not it is more for yourself and for your clarity as to where you are headed in your business so that's a good starting point and uh, that brings us to our last question to you avneet what's your message to women entrepreneurs listening to is the sales how can they fall in love with selling i would like to give them a gift but and i think that's how i'd like to answer this question which is if women can wake up and tell themselves i am valuable and i have something valuable to share i would like to gift them this affirmation our mind is believes whatever we say to ourselves so we better choose our words carefully so i think what i for them to fall in love with selling what i would like to endorse is them believing in themselves and whatever they're selling and i would love for them to take this affirmation put it into practice and um, start believing in themselves and whatever it is that they create because if at all even if that doesn't work the learning is what will help them create something else so uh, what i would say is i am valuable and i have something valuable to share that is what i would like women to do in order to fall in love with themselves and selling Wow, that's so beautiful! Thanks so much for sharing that, and I'm sure every listener of this show today, this episode today, needs to include this affirmation in their morning routine, which you have beautifully shared as well. So, thank you so much for being on this show uh, today with us, Avneet, and it was a pleasure having you. that's a wrap thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you found any value in today's episode then remember to recommend is the sales podcast to at least one of your business buddies you never know what insight they will get that can help them in their business so do some good karma today 
Finally, a loud shout out and thank you to the production team of Done For You Podcast who helped me in bringing this show to you. If you too are looking to start your podcast for the business, get in touch with DFIP from the link given in show notes. Join me in the next episode for yet another conversation that can help you fall in love with selling. Till then, take very good care of yourself. This is your host, Roshni Baronia, signing off. Oh, 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 o